What's up, everybody? It's Kevin. I'm back with uh, my co-host, Kenzie, as usual. And today on the Just Vibin' podcast, we've got Willow with us. Uh, she's from OnlyFans, and we're going to be talking to her a little bit, getting to know her, and then talking to her about uh, her take on mental being in the right mental space to produce content, things like that, how she, in her journey, deals with that sort of thing. So, uh, Kenzie, Willow, you guys want to say hi? Hello, it's me, Kenzie, of course. I mean, I'll just be talking. <laughs> um, and hi, I'm Willa, um, and I'm here to chat about sex work. That's right. Okay, so uh, as usual, like we always do, we're going to get into it with just a little bit of a little bit of introduction. So, uh, my my first big question, as uh, all previous listeners know, is going to be, uh, what's your what's your favorite kink, Willa? What are you into? Um, I'm a I'm pretty into submission. Um, me being submissive um, and bondage of any sort. So. That's probably my favorite. Um, yeah, I don't know. Pretty tame, I guess. I mean, I can tame. get behind that. So yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Yeah, no, I those are those are nice ones. Those are definitely definitely favorites of mine. Um, what would you say is your uh, favorite sexual position? Okay, so within sex work, um, doggy probably um outside of sex work like in my personal life um doggy or like very intimate romantic missionary position i can see that of what yeah, you're okay. talking about there yeah i i totally understand that there's there is something very that in in missionary that makes you feel very close to your partner that you don't get a lot in a lot of the other positions yes Okay, uh, my next one. Um, this is this is always a, sort of a hotly debated one. Is a is there a kink or some sort of thing like that that you just don't get? You don't understand. You don't participate in it. It's just very odd to you. Um, there are a lot that I don't understand because they're dangerous. Um, so I'm just excluding all of those. Um, but. Like dangerous as in like like medical play and stuff like that, um, but uh, so I don't I don't fully understand those. But anything like um, water sports, anything like that, um, does not work super well for me. Um, for I guess reasons we'll get into later. But um, I have obsessive compulsive disorder, um, so I can't handle bodily fluids that aren't naturally produced during sex. And that's totally understandable. That's the, the water sports and uh, other bathroom stuff is a limit that a lot of people have. I believe it's, it's sort of a hard limit for an awful. Oh yeah. Like for me, that's a hard limit. Um, Like he, you'd have to pay me a lot of money. I mean, like, yep. <laughs> I wouldn't have to work for probably a year if you were really that determined. I I would pee on someone sooner than I'd be peed on. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, dear um, yeah. 
but at the same time, like I, yeah, I don't, I mean, you'd have to pay for the therapy that would have to follow. Um, and like the amount of, uh, like hand sanitizer and soap but at the same time like I'm genuinely not king shaming I don't understand it and like it's very personally kind of yucky to me but like I, I get it kind of like I mean I also like I like being tied up like why why is that a thing I like being hit yeah. pretty hard like why is that a thing either I don't know so for me it's I think a little bit of the germaphobe in me Yes. That's why it's not necessarily, you know what? If you get off to it, good for you. I. Mm-hmm. It's just a limit for me. So uh, I've uh, recently come across a new one that uh, I wanted to bring up in this segment. And because it's, it's definitely one that I, I feel is unsafe and I'm just not sure about is knife play. Ooh. I have strong feelings about weapons in general, <laughs> um, but I think especially when you are um, in an aroused state, like sexually or just like emotionally aroused, weapons probably shouldn't be around. Um, I'm totally fine with like prop weapons, like do whatever you want. But personally, I would mind the whole, you know, fake rubber knife type thing. That doesn't bug so much. It's the actual like, I already have enough issues with my skin. I don't need more marks on it type Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, I, so I 100% identify with the marking easily. <laughs> um, so that is a thing. But yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't enjoy being like actually threatened. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like that is like inherently threatening. Um, and also blood. I'm not afraid of it, but I don't want it involved in sex unless... Um, I don't want anyone drawing blood during sex, I guess. Let me put it that way. That's, that's a fair, that's a fair point. And uh, yeah, that was my, that was my, uh, a client actually reached out to me and asked me for an audio script with knife play in it. And I was like, okay, I gotta, like, I gotta sort of work my way into this and like look into it. Cause with audio scripts, it's, it's a little bit less, troublesome because it's not actually happening and there's no real danger but at the same time it's some of the things that people ask for is like okay i've got a i might need to work my way into this one a little bit for you working into it uh have you heard of yaganiato no i have not okay i need to get you into them um they're on a patreon they do uh she does it's actually a female but she does male voices like of uh anime characters mainly um oh god the volleyball one i can't remember the name of haiku yes haiku and my hero are the two biggest ones she does and she has a lot of kinks in there and there's a villain deku he does like knife play and stuff and i feel like that is more one it's visually in your head not actually so I have a little more leniency towards that but I think they do a good balancing of it of not being just overly holy crap what is this so if you need to do some research for stuff like that I highly highly uh, recommend Yagami Yato 
I can yeah, like, I'll, show you that later. I'll have to I'll have to get their their link from you because that sounds like it would be really helpful in some of the some of the recordings that I've had to do recently. Oh yeah, there's some good ones. Not gonna lie. <laughs> First All right. one. Damn it. <laughs> so uh, our next next standard question is a uh, what would you say so far is your favorite scene or content that you have made? I've uh, really only made other than like custom content and stuff, but like posted publicly um, solo content, and uh, I really like. I don't know. I have an odd sense of humor and I'm pretty silly in the things that I do. Um, and so I think some of like my, my blooper videos, I guess are my favorites. I mean, I don't know what like consumers actually think of them. And like, frankly, I mean, I care, but like it does, it makes me laugh. Um, you know, when you're I mean, trying they, to be sexy and you like, they, I just, they made me laugh. I, I watched, I watched them. They, did they you see the one laugh. that I posted tonight? Where I uh, zipped up my hair. Yeah, I, I I was just looking at that before we started the call, and I was like, "Wow, that's uh, a <laughs> it hurts a little bit." It sure did. Um, but I I don't know. I think it's uh, I like it because it's a real um, and b like it's it's personal and without sounding too cocky, I feel like it's kind of endearing. I hope. God, I it, hope. it is, and it, it helps. <laughs> it it sort of helps engender like a a feeling of closeness, more closeness to you. It's it doesn't mm-hmm. feel so much like you're you're farther away from them. Yeah, I would say my favorite stuff is like not not produced in any way. It's really a candid, I dental uh, type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely definitely good, and that's it's it looks like you're very very comfortable at making that sort of stuff, which is nice. Uh, so the next one is uh, why start in the business? So what what got you sort of into it? So, uh, is is slut a word that we're all okay with? Um, I'm fine with. It. Yeah, that's that's fine. Okay, so I've been a proud slut for a long time, um, and. So I kind of feel like it was a natural progression. I um, I was originally a bookkeeper, um, which if you guys are both American, I mean, I don't know if that's like a, a job title everywhere, but basically like accountant's assistant. Um, <laughs> I did that for five years. Um, and then I, uh, I cammed for a little bit um, and... I liked it, but it wasn't sustainable with like the life that I was living. I was just busy and um, had another job. I was working at Planned Parenthood. Um, so I'm pretty passionate about sex and safety and all of those things in general. Um, and then after COVID hit, I had uh, no job um, because COVID. So I decided to, I don't know, embrace embrace that side of myself again, I guess, and um, be horny for people instead of just being horny by myself. Um, yeah, why not make money off of it? Yeah, that's that's kind of my outlook on it. And I was like already sending pictures to my friends um, and like my Twitter group of just like, hey, uh, you want to see my tits? Um, like just for fun, because I'm also yeah. an exhibitionist. So that's that's also I could probably have put that in my favorite kink. Um, uh, but only if people are consenting, obviously. But like, oh, yeah. I, 
I, uh, I was doing it already. And so I was like, might as well hop on the train. Um, and so that and camming have been a really, a really interesting way to make money for me. Um, a really satisfying way. Um, and yeah, that's, that was my start necessity. And also like, I don't know. I feel like it was going to happen anyways. Okay. That's, that's a decent, yeah, that's, that's a, not a standard start, but a lot of people have said, you know, well, COVID and it, it hit, I lost my job. That's, it's very much a story that we've heard a couple of times. And it's, it's always one of those things where it's like, on the one hand, you know, I'm sorry you lost your job and everything. But on the other hand, if you're enjoying what you do now, it's not the worst thing in the world, I guess. Yes. And it does allow for more freedom and flexibility, I would say. So like, I'm going to be starting school again in the spring. Um, so it's going to make that a lot easier. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I, traditional jobs are just not my thing, apparently, um, at this point. So yeah, I, I, I do feel genuinely horrible for the people who um, feel like it's their only option and do not enjoy the work because that is yeah. unacceptable uh, on a lot of levels. So but I, I happen to, so I lucked out in that regard. Well, what sucks also is the ones who don't enjoy their work and who are doing it just to make money. I mean, yes, money, good, fun, great. But if you don't enjoy it, it shows in the art you make. It does. And that's what sucks, too. Yeah. So you end up making less money and then you just feel like dog shit about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of sadder stories that I I don't know. I, I wish no one felt boxed in to doing any specific kind of work, but especially something like sex work where um, it's a uh, more taboo um, societally. I mean, obviously not in this specific room, um, but yeah. It's it's an interesting thing too because it's one of those where feeling boxed into it is it's got to be very very rough and it's it's got to be just the most frustrating thing because sex work by and large can take a huge toll on sort of your self-confidence your psyche your outlook i know that when i first started recording audios and i was posting them just on uh gone wild audio on reddit and stuff like that it was I would post one that I was like proud of and it would get like four plays. And I was just like, okay, I can't, I, I don't know that I can keep doing this. And that was, that was free. Just me taking my time to post stuff that I had recorded. I don't, I, it seems like it would be a lot harder to throw up a photo set on OnlyFans and you get no interaction with anyone from it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also very similar because you put your love and soul into what you do that's the same thing for us. And when we don't, I mean, yeah, you're not showing your body through your audios, but you're still putting your heart and soul into it. Like what we do. And when it doesn't get enough traction or someone doesn't, you know, it, it's that nice, like that reassurance of someone going, Oh, this is really cool. That makes you want to do more. It does. And I have some people that are really consistent with interacting and commenting. Um, and that is 
a great feeling. Like genuinely, it's not like, I don't even mean in like an ego boost kind of way. I just mean in like, I like interacting with people. I want to, I mean, I don't have such a large fan base. It's not, you know, 20,000 people or anything even close to that. So I do have the time and the energy to uh, talk about, you know, video games and talk about music and talk about, you know, things that people enjoy. And I, I don't know, it's, it's been frustrating because um, there are the people that do interact and then there are people that are just silent. I mean, they still keep subscribing, so I'm pretty sure they're jacking off, but they're not (laughs) like at all interacting with me, which is totally fine. Like if that's a boundary and they don't care or like they don't find me charming. Yeah. Like they might just like want to see me finger myself and then like be done with it. Um, But I don't know. I, I would take more messages of just like, hey, what did you think of the new... Fuck, I don't listen to new music. James Blunt, is he still doing stuff? I don't know. I have no idea. Whatever's going on (laughs) musically. Um, I'm going to start messaging Willa Daly about, hey, so I was reading a book last night and... I've read synopses of uh, of books that I've been reading. I've read stuff like that. Yeah, same. Like I, I don't know. I think people forget that like outside of your OnlyFans, you're you know a person. So like people are like, oh, like like what's the craziest thing you've done sexually? And I'm like, uh, you could ask me about like literally anything else um i mean it is sex work so i do expect it and i don't get mad at it but like like i also have interests um hey how's your day going maybe to start with yeah that's always good to ask or even like hey do you play video games let's play a video game together because i would love to like play games with subscribers even if it's like um you know i could offer that as a you know, instead of like a sexting call or some or texting, how about we play a video game for an hour for a flat rate or something? Hell, sometimes mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey, let's just play a video game. <laughs> oh my God. Like- if you want to get in on that together, like I, I play video games with people for free. Um, I'll definitely do it um, with subscribers because they're already cool. Um, and plus, I feel like Among Us would be really fun with a bunch of like sex workers <laughs> and porn consumers. We, we were just talking, Kenzie and I were just talking about that. She's like, I'm playing Among Us right now. And I was like, man, we should get just a bunch of sex workers on to play some Among Us all together. That yeah, because I was playing so with my good. guildies before this. <laughs> I would but like that. another idea I've had for, I think, over a year. Originally, I was thinking more because I used to be a brothel worker before COVID. Um, I was more thinking in person, but this would work online too, is doing a uh, D&D campaign where the guys pay in and the girls are all like topless on cam or something. And we all play D&D. That would be super fun. Are we DMing too? Like, is it like... Hey, I, I'm Someone a very would. experienced. I'm a very experienced DM. If you need a DM, I don't even have to be on cam. You can just listen to my voice. I say because I am terrible at DMing. I just want to like be a warlock. <laughs> See, I've never DM'd, but I'd be willing to because uh, my partner, where uh, he's a very experienced DM. And so I'm like, I'll just get ideas from him if I have to, or he can write it and I'll do it because I'm not that creative with world building yet. 
and see and then fans can fans can send in costume requests for what they want your warlock yes. to dress as things like that this could be I, this could be like a big this thing. might be something that we might have to look into more i have a cloak so i could pretty easily be a ranger um or a wizard i mean i could be a sorcerer or something i i feel like the cloak could go a lot of different ways um i could totally be a druid yes this would be this all of this sounds wonderful and i think that we should make it happen and i have to get elf ears because i always play an elf because for some reason i'm an elf purist which is stupid but no i'm also an elf purist i listeners if you want to see this (sighs) I'm going to make this a Patreon goal. When we get to a certain point, I will hire a bunch of workers. We'll play a a one shot. The girls will get all dressed up and nice and we'll, we'll make this a thing. So. Oh, that would be great. That'd be so much fun. But all right, that's, that's a really good, really good idea. Um, I'm not (laughs) sure how I'm going to segue that into our topic, but our topic tonight that we're talking about is we're talking about, uh, mental health and mental space when it comes to creating and doing creation and promotion and things like that. Cause there's a very real thing where you've got to be sort of in the right mental space to do this. It's yes, it's, it's a job, but it's, it's not like when you get up and go to a nine to five, there are times where I sit down to record something and I just stare at the stare at the recording thing going by it's completely silent i'm like i don't know what to say or do i need to i I tried to write out a script and it's not working you've got to be in the right headspace so uh willa how do you what do you what do you find is the best way to sort of get into that headspace so i have um i guess some unique challenges which provide a unique perspective um not totally unique i'm sure other people can identify with this but um like there's a large community of uh, mentally ill or disabled sex workers or crossover there. Um, and I'm a part of it. So uh, I mentioned the, the OCD, um, which makes, it causes a lot of anxiety. Obviously that's what it is. Um, but I'm also in recovery right now for, um, and I guess this can be like a trigger warning, but uh, an eating disorder. So I was really concerned and like still keep a very close watch on, you know, what kind of feedback am I getting about my body? Um, what kind of feedback am I comfortable with? Is this helpful? Is this harmful? Um, knowing I can pull the plug at any time and just stop making content is really um really comforting for me. Um, But I would say like getting into the actual headspace for it, because there are days when, you know, I think everybody has bad days, but uh, being mentally ill, sometimes those bad days are more common or you um, get in a funk and you can't get off the couch or whatever. And this is the very sexy side of sex work when you um, are crippled by depression. (laughs) But um, but yeah, I know on those days, um, for the most part, I just don't make content. Um, I will post, like I will, I will make content, um, you know, say on like Monday and then post throughout the week, uh, because I, I have to like budget for those days that my brain isn't going to cooperate. Um, and if I have like a, like a one-on-one or like a cam session or something like that set up, 
then I do tons and tons of self-care. Um, so I have the luxury of not having to come up with a lot of creative stuff um, because when people are requesting custom content, they're usually, at least in my experience, hyper-specific um, about what they want. So so I don't have to, I don't have to do anything other than follow a script. Um, but like when I'm camming or something, it's, it takes a lot out of you. It's physically draining. Um, emotionally, it can be kind of draining to like focus on what you're doing, but also, you know, have 20 people telling you what they want all at the same time. Um, 20. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> it, there's just, but there's like so much going on and it can be really hard to focus. So um, usually like I, I cam at night um, and I usually post on OnlyFans during the day. And so uh, throughout the day I will, you know, drink tea, take a bath, uh, read a book, take a nap, relax, like try to get myself in that, in that headspace of being able to like be okay with than getting nude and fucking myself. Um, Cause like, I'm gonna do it anyways, but like, I'm not gonna like necessarily dress up for it or like be coy or like worry about the faces that I'm making. Um, and so, yeah, that's a very long winded answer that I'm pretty sure didn't answer your question. No, oh, no, no, I think it did. I completely agree with so much of that. I understand on such a deep level, especially because I don't really do camming anymore because mm -hmm. of my anxiety and depression. Um, sometimes it takes too much out of me. And when you're putting on, you're putting on yourself, but you're putting on kind of a... You have to be this upbeat, you know, interactive person for hours on end. And it can be so draining sometimes. And for me, because of my depression, I do take depression meds. And they tend to stomp your libido out of into submission. Like, no, this isn't happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, I think for me to get around that I have to like just even if I don't really want to say masturbate or something I just do it just to try and keep that libido up because my depression meds are telling me to go fuck myself not literally yeah like fuck yourself but don't come um because yeah yeah I also take depression meds so feel you um and that's that's why camming for me is yeah, very anxiety inducing because there's people that are like, there there are always people that are like, like come for me now. And I'm like, I physically can't. I physically can't make that happen for you at this moment. I can't come on command because I'm a person and also medication. Um, like, do like, you want this to be real or do you just want me to fake it for you? Because at this point, oh, right. I can tell about that. But anyways... <laughs> But, but on OnlyFans and, like, other platforms, it's – that's my time. So – and, like, I can record that when I am feeling horny. Like, I was playing um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I don't know if you guys have played it at all. So good. Okay, so I I've been having sex with every woman in the game that I have the chance to. Um, and this is going to be a really cool thing to say. But there was one 
Um, and for some reason afterward, I was like, I kind of want to masturbate. <laughs> and I did, and I recorded it, and I posted it. And, like, that was real because I was in the mood. I was feeling like I wanted to do that. Um, oh, I totally understand that. You know Witcher 3? Oh, geez, yeah. Um, Jennifer? Yep. I have such a hard on for her. I still do. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I love Triss Marigold, um, and I think that she's wonderful and beautiful and a wonderful character. But, like, right? I don't know how anyone could not pick Yennefer. Exactly. She's, I don't know. I, I kind of want to be her a bit, so. I actually plan on hopefully doing a cosplay of her and doing one for OnlyFans. I would absolutely love that, especially when I have a friend who cosplays uh, Geralt. I would I'm like, do like a so fun. I want to do like a gender bent Geralt because my hair is very long and um, I don't know. I feel like I could do like a now nah, I can't do it. God damn it. But I could be Triss for sure. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's uh, I I love cosplaying like i i don't get to do it very often just i'm not a super outgoing person and honestly it's it's a lot of expense that i don't always have the the opportunity to put out for yeah that's my problem yeah um and but there so i used to go to an event and it got canceled this year like everything else did uh called wasteland weekend shout out to anyone listening who's been to wasteland weekend or heard of it so it's it's in the california desert and you go out there for five days, and it's like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max festival. Kind of like Burning Man in a way? Kind of like Burning Man, but everyone has to dress up. You can't just wander around in like jeans and a t-shirt. Like You've got to look the part. Yeah, you can't wear a jeans and t-shirt at Burning Man anyways. <laughs> yeah, and so you, you, every, everyone sets up camps. It's, it's kind of like Burning Man with a Mad Max post-apocalyptic feel. Like Everyone barters with like bottle caps like in Fallout. Oh, that's oh so cool. You can see, like, there's the new California Rangers come out, and the Legion from Fallout come out, and then, like, there's a Mad Max car parade, and there's a Thunderdome that you can fight in at night. Oh, my God. I I think I I'd be go. so overcome by anxiety that I physically couldn't go, but it sounds really cool and also slightly terrifying. So I was so <laughs> anxious to go my first year. I was like, I don't. I can't, I can't do this. I can't. Cause I, I went with friends and I was like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't be around all these new people. I can't. And they're like, just go, you need to meet the people. And so I went and honestly, these were the nicest people I had ever met. Like everyone there was super nice, super kind. One night I had like five dinners somehow. Like I was just like walking back to camp. <laughs> and like, people were like, Hey, we made steak and we have too much. Do you want some steak? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. Sure. I'll have a piece of steak. <laughs> it was I was just, Super, super nice crowd, super nice people. It is kind of like different when you get there. I've never been to like a festival festival, but I've been to one convention. I went to my first one last year and um, it was, I was more interested in the Star Trek uh, part of it. I'm a huge Trekkie, oh, by the way. Um, me too. Okay, cool. This is, <laughs> this is actually incredibly wonderful and I'm really happy. Um, so they had a lot of panels on Star Trek and um, so I was, I was more interested in that portion of it, but um you know have a couple drinks and i i like started to like calm down and like i was really like surprisingly outgoing and um 
I'm totally down with furries. I am not a furry, but there were just so many people in fursuits and it was the most exciting thing I'd ever seen. Um, I felt like I was just in a different world and it was just like at a shitty hotel. Um, That's awesome. And I I went two nights and yeah, it was obviously canceled this year, um, which is good because that everybody there was fucking like I I know for a fact (laughs) like you could you could just tell uh, the way that people like looked at each other that like they were gonna do some weird shit later and I was super (laughs) into it that's the the biggest thing with the with Wasteland Weekend is that people go out there and just go wild and everyone sleeps in tents so it's not like it's not like in a hotel where like it's kind of quiet it's no No everyone's in tents you can hear everything that's going on (laughs) That sounds incredible. Uh, they're actually putting on a new one. They're supposed to start a new one called Neotropolis. That's like a sci-fi future punk. Oh, I fuck, I fuck with that. Yeah. And my friends were asking me, like, if you were going to go, because I was like, I don't know if I'll go. And they're like, well, if you were going to go, what would you want to do? Like, would you want to, like, theme up a camp? And I was like, so if I was going to go, I'd want to theme it around Repo, the genetic opera. And I want to be... Uh, uh, the grave robber and I'll just I'll get a bunch of girls to go with me and we'll look like the you know we'll do that that one scene from where I'll make Zydrate I'll put it in little glass vials I'll make like blue shots and put it in glass vials for people <laughs> I like how you casually picked um, a scene where you had a bunch of girls with you hey you know what Hell that's yeah. just very that's, sneaky that's just me. yeah I'm, I'm sneaky like that <laughs> go big or go home right yeah just shoot for the stars all right <laughs> but uh no it's an- anxiety is a real thing i can't i can't tell you how many and i don't know about you guys but with me there's a lot of times where i'll write a script i'll sit down i'll record it and i'll listen to it and i'll just immediately be like well gonna delete that and start over and it's it's just a lot of false starts starting over yeah and not just not just sex work wise but even like Sometimes, like, sending out text messages, I my anxiety's gotten so much worse lately that sending out text messages or, like, responding to when I when I was dating, responding to dating things on Tinder and things like that just made me so anxious that finally I just deleted all those apps and I was like, I don't, you know what, I'm, I'm just not going to deal with it right now. I'm going to put it down and walk away. Oh, I totally get that, Sue, to the point of, I, like, a week ago. I had so much anxiety of, do I want to read this book or do I want to draw? And for some reason in my head, my anxiety was telling me, don't make the wrong decision. So I sat there for an hour and never made a fucking decision. Yeah. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like my brain just sabotages me sometimes and it's horrible. I think, I think especially um, with the year that we've had, uh, I mean, even my friends that aren't like don't normally struggle with mental illness or have like, you know, like anxiety when they give a speech, like very normal anxiety um, are dealing with a lot of, a lot of shit. And it's um, very clearly amplified for people that have, um, you know, like diagnosed disorders, I suppose. Um, And so. Hello. Yeah. It's been, it's been really rough. Uh, I, have been trying to draw an entire like tarot set and I've gotten two done Jake in like two weeks. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a long, long year. And at the same time the year feels like it's flown by, but it's been I know. I I can't believe uh like the holidays are right around the corner. I I I legitimately like I just keep forgetting. 
um, because it feels like time has no meaning, especially being in sex work and things like that. So I don't have like the, you know, nine to five, like, oh, it's a Tuesday. We have a, you know, team meeting or whatever. Yeah, you get up, get up and go to work every day and have to head into head into work and see uh see you know bob standing at the water cooler and being like it looks yeah. like you got a case of the mondays and i i kind of weirdly miss that a little bit um i don't know i think i think everyone's tired of this year um and i'm tired of this is going to be my little uh instead of subscribing to me wear a mask um don't go out and don't be stupid also subscribe to me but um but that, that's yeah, my do, big thing because like it's the only way I, this is going to end barring like pretty good advances in medical science and assuming that people will actually comply with being vaccinated so yeah that's uh so as for for my day job when i'm not you know recording recording smut and peddling it to people online um <laughs> i uh I work in the public service in the retail sector, and uh, I can't tell you how many times a day I have to tell someone you have to wear a mask when you're in the store. Like yep. they'll put it on, come in the store, and then take it off. I'm like you, you have to keep your mask on in the store. To just today, I had a lady say, "I can't, I'm already in the store," and I was like, "Well, that's not. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't. That doesn't mean anything." I love when people have like. Like, people will be like, like, oh, I have anxiety. It makes me anxious. And I'm like, yeah, me too. But do yeah. it. Like, I mean, I, I completely understand that it might be very, very uncomfortable. Um, but it's literally for the greater good. Um, I have, I well, have on top of that, I have uh, really bad anxiety, not anxiety, asthma, when, uh, like, there's smoke, stuff like that. It gets so bad, I can't leave my house. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, I have to walk around with an inhaler. I still wear a mask, no problem. That is not an excuse. And then all of a sudden, the other day, like, I'm surprised she didn't say anything because I couldn't help it, but I kind of laughed at her. <laughs> um, I actually saw a lady with a mesh mask on. You could see I... her whole freaking face. I've seen those online. I've never seen them on a real person. Um, I'm not going to disclose my location, but I live in the Midwest, which is, we were one of like the last places to implement anything. Um, I think the mask mandate um, in our state happened within the last like two months. Um, So before then it was, it was legitimately just like whatever you want to do. Um, So I didn't go anywhere. Like I, it was like picking up groceries. Um, You know, they put them in your trunk uh, you tip very well because my God, uh, people working at grocery stores right now, bless them genuinely. <laughs> um, right. but like, thank you for that. Of course. But like, it's, it's, it's so frustrating. Um, or it was at least now it's, uh, really satisfying. Cause I actually had to go to the grocery store tonight to pick up some prescriptions and some bread. And I was in and out pretty quick and I saw a couple people not wear masks and, they have uh, people like cops stationed at the door, which that's a separate conversation. But it was very satisfying to see them just be like, "Nope," like and just and just turn people away and be like, "You right. can you can put this mask on that I have right here for free, or you can go the fuck home." <laughs> like all it, 
that's what I don't understand between our country and, say, Japan or anything like that. They think about their neighbors. We don't. And it really hurts me inside that people don't think about other people because I'm putting on this mask slightly because, you know, it makes me feel better in ways. But, like, I know it's not 100% effective. If I have it and I don't know if I'm asymptomatic, I'm keeping it from you. Yep. I would die if, like, I knew I accidentally got somebody the virus and I didn't know it. I would feel horrible if I didn't do everything I could to prevent it. Also, um, full disclosure, uh, my my mother and stepdad both had COVID and they are both fine, thankfully. Uh, but it was hell. It was actually hell for them. Um, and it was really scary because uh, they hadn't come into contact with very many people except for um, their grandchildren, not my children, but their grandchildren um, that they had been watching um, because schools weren't in session. Um, and so it was... It was very scary. It, you know, I couldn't go see them. I couldn't, I mean, I could talk to them on the phone, obviously, but uh, like, it's, it's no joke. And I think people just really don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like you were saying, Kenzie, like they, like we don't care about our neighbors. I think it's worse in different places. Um, I will say I live in a pretty liberal city in a conservative state. Um, so Lucky. we definitely... Yes, I am very lucky, actually. <laughs> but uh, but we have a little bit of a different dynamic, um, like, here. But if you go, you know, into, like, other parts of the state or just, like, a couple states over, um, you have people that are, you know, like, mobbing malls with no masks and, like, spitting on people intentionally. Um, so. I oh, yeah, actually I'm... Had... Go ahead, Kenzie. Oh, I'm in a state that um, Nevada, the upper half, uh, is very conservative, but it's smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lower half, where Las Vegas is, is very uh, liberal and everything. Sadly, I'm more in the conservative side, where I'm literally seeing, like, Trump rallies and stuff Ugh. like that. And I'm like, and people are no maskers. Uh, QAnon, you know, all of these freaking psychopath, like, (laughs) of, oh, the virus is a hoax, all of this shit, and I'm like, oh my god, how are you alive? Like, how how did, how can you breathe on command, like, with some of these theories? You obviously don't have a working, like, hamster wheel up there. Like, how have they survived other, other things, and, like, any other, like, hardship in life? Like, do they, I don't know, that's a that's a whole different conversation. We could start a right. podcast just about how people believe in conspiracies. Um, other than the JFK assassination, which is one that I can weirdly get behind. But everything else, like, fuck it. If you want to watch a fun pa- podcast with uh, what's going on in events, it's really hilarious, is the Titus podcast, which is with Christopher Titus. He's a comedian. You can watch it on, like, YouTube. And it's my favorite podcast to watch. Him, his wife, and a friend of theirs just talking about current events. And I almost pissed myself laughing when he... Uh, it's called the Armageddon Update. That's what it's called. And uh, he called Mitch McConnell uh, pelican, uh, <laughs> a pelican prick 
oh what was the other one a pelican pricked something and i just like i was on the floor laughing so hard i'm like <laughs> oh my god he did not but it talks about more than just political stuff but it's really hilarious to watch the the governor of our state um looks like an actual thumb and that's not like insulting his looks he just actually looks like a thumb um like, like straight a thumb yeah, like they, like someone just like put googly eyes and like a shit eating grin <laughs> on a thumb, and uh, it's been it's been really fascinating watching him try to handle this because initially he was like, oh, everything's gonna be okay, and then a couple months ago he was like, so masks are gonna be mandatory and we're gonna have to limit capacity in restaurants and like I I was working in food service um, before COVID um, mm-hmm. and a little bit into the beginning of it and uh, like. I just didn't feel safe at work. Like people would like take down their masks to order. And I'm like, I'm like, that's when I'm physically the closest to you. Like, don't do that. Just don't do that. But like, you can't be that mean or you lose your job. So here I am doing sex work where I can be mean as much as I want. Right. And you get paid to be mean sometimes. So it's great. I, I love the humiliation dick ratings because I never want to be mean in my personal life ever um and when someone like gives me permission and like they they want it and like they're gonna come to it i'm like okay like that's like that's like my little moment where i can like like let it out i uh i had a friend tell me that they were they were talking about the people who don't wear masks and she said she told me these people who aren't wearing masks are the same people who bang without condoms and say no it's cool i'll just pull out mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like yeah nope that's that's yeah <laughs> and the same people who are trying to get rid of abortions like yeah yeah <laughs> which god all will protect that, us. right all of that totally tracks um because <laughs> because it just is a willful disregard for other people's autonomy and you know humanity like they have no humanity so yeah and it sucks that our when nowadays when we see people who have american flags in their yard or something like all over the place it just goes where you go god it's one of those because i used to look at the american flag as such a thing of I, I loved it at one point. Like, I, I thought it was, like, we're a great nation. Now I look at it as we're run by fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, and, like, <laughs> patriotism. I, I I never looked at the flag in a, like, in an especially positive regard. I've always been kind of, like, a shitty commie my whole life. Um, but... Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely is, like, a, a badge of honor for someone who either was in the military... Um, or believes that like the Clintons are running a pedophile ring. So <laughs> like it's, right? it's one or the other and like and, there's a lot yeah. of overlap as well. So um, so that's comforting. Uh, should we get back to sex work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Because so, we we'll, could we'll, go all night with because yeah, I have so many things. Uh, so just as a as a point, I want to let all the listeners know if you're listening to us and you disagree with our opinions, you can just stop listening. We're not we're not going to change. Yeah, probably <laughs> it's it's probably going to be the same every episode. So if you don't like the 
that we're we're not overly critical of the United States government, but if you don't like that, you don't uh, agree with us. I mean, you can write me an email. I'm probably just going to delete it, but you know, <laughs> or send you it to me, just... and I'll get a good laugh yeah, I'll, at it. I'll, I'll probably post about it. I'll probably post it on my Twitter. So you know, if you want to send me an nasty email, go ahead. It'll go right on my Twitter, and people will laugh at you. But Ooh, hey, right? if, you want, if you want to sub to my OnlyFans and pay money to then send me a nasty message, please do. Oh God, that's yes. that's always a possibility. You can sub to both of them, send them nasty messages. They'll. Because, you I know, mean, to roll this all in together, to me, sex work does have to do with politics a little bit. Because we're, there's so many things that we're trying to get rid of stigma with this podcast. But we have to, there's so many laws that we need to get rid of and make and be able to have a union. And honestly, that is political. Yeah. No, it absolutely is. Uh, it didn't necessarily used to be. It 100% is now. Um, sex workers are, not every sex worker, obviously, but a lot of them um, are from marginalized groups um, and aren't treated equally in society in general by specific entities, for instance, the police, um, the judicial system, the government, whatever. Um all of those things play into very heavily sex work. Um, people that are non-binary or trans or, ha- you know, things like that. Uh, still a humongous issue in the United States uh, and elsewhere. But, like, I can only speak to the experience here. Um, yeah. And, and that's something that, like, needs to be addressed. Um, yeah, need, the stigma needs to be removed. Uh, it's valid work um there's a humongous demand sex work is as old as time sex is as old as time um most people unless you are you know asexual or so i mean like unless unless there is a specific reason why you are not sexual most people have some sort of sexual urges and like denying that that is a very normal thing is really fucking weird to me Right. And also there are like asexuals in sex work. There's so many, it's a broad, there's such a broad spectrum. And the more that we can get laws into place that make it safer for everybody to decriminalize and to make it safer, we're not going to have as many deaths, uh, won't be clogging up the systems in police. There's so many benefits to it. We'll be able to say uh, illegal escorting we make that legal we won't have pimps we won't have uh Mm -hmm. people getting beat up uh we won't have fraud uh there will be less deaths also can get in health care and make sure everyone is clean and all of these things that you can't do as easily when it's illegal and that is a public safety hazard for everybody a hundred percent. Um, and the stigma around like, I, I am not a porn consumer, I guess, in the typical sense. Um, I, I follow other people on OnlyFans, you know, like that uh, other content creators, I guess. Um, and so like, I see their content, but it's, I, I don't really watch pornography, like in my personal life very frequently. Um, 
so I see it like in, in like a business way where I'm like, oh, that's a really great shot. Like that looks amazing. Or like, like she did a really great job with that titty drop. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, like it's art. It's it is art. A hundred percent. And I'm just like, I'm more like, like, oh, I appreciate that. than I am like, I want to come to that specifically. Um, yeah. But like from the consumer side, like the stigma also needs to be removed. Um, I saw a tweet that said, uh, like, think of subscribing to, like, OnlyFans uh, versus watching, like, something on Pornhub as supporting a local business versus, um, like, a big corporation this holiday season. So, like, look at your friend's butthole instead of a stranger's butthole. Um, and that I can 100% get behind. But there is this, like, huge stigma between, like, oh, you, like, watch and, like, pay for pornography? Like, why would you pay for it when it's free? And it's like, well, because the people that are making it are doing work. We'll we'll put a little sticker that says ethically sourced. <laughs> exactly. Agreed. Uh, this, is, this is ethically sourced pornography. This also, is not just- like, you can watch free stuff on stuff like Pornhub, and they're still making money off of it. Yes. So technically, it's not free. It's free for you, but they're still getting paid. You are helping their business that way. Well, and it's not always the person who's posting the videos who's getting paid too, which is getting into once again another issue um yeah but like that on OnlyFans, you know because of verifications and things like that like you can you can be relatively certain that someone is posting something of their own volition so you are getting like you said ethically sourced and also um i would say vegan and gluten-free if that appeals to anybody (laughs) um it's so. probably gluten free. I mean, I use a lot of flour when I'm recording. I just sort of scattered around like I'm a sumo wrestler <laughs> blessing the ring. So I don't know that mine's gluten free, but well, my, mine isn't either. I uh, I eat a lot of bread. That's kind of like a big thing for me. So um, so there's definitely gluten involved. But like consuming my pornography will not cause you to have issues if you have issues with gluten. Well, also too is it's. You get to know the porn star, too. You can talk to them. You can get to know them compared to just watching a random video on a... You can actually have that connection to that person. That's what makes things more interesting than just finding a random porn on the internet. When you can... I mean, I've had people buy um, things off of my wish list and say, like... And and not always sexual things. Like, I had a guy that bought... um, a six pack of socks that I love and I'm actually wearing a pair right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was a incredibly nice and generous and B like I could send him pictures of me in the thing that he got me, which is very nice. Um, And that, that feels personal and nice. Um, Plus, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's not overproduced either, which um, and, and no shade to things that are, really produced um i think that there's a place for that but i think especially now like uh if you look at like the trends of like like instagram models and things like that i mean like the way that things have progressed we're kind of turning more into like these are people that you would see normally um like in your daily life uh who are just happening to do sex things um and I, I kind of like that it's switching to that um, because I don't look like a porn star. Like, uh, 
so full i'm 30 um so when i was growing up it was you know like oh gosh stormy daniels who back to politics what what the fuck i remember uh, stormy yeah yeah I'm and, 28 so we're not that far okay yeah and uh, jenna jameson and you know yeah. i mean like this very like specific archetype of like blonde you know huge huge breasts and like a very, yeah and like absolutely nothing wrong with that but i definitely don't fit that body type um and or hair i have brown hair that's just the way that it is so like moving toward like i don't know kind of like the girl next door thing it's like i'm literally the girl next door that's my thing that's my fucking thing and so it's been it's been nice i appreciate that yeah and sex works i've definitely have learned that especially with twitter all of this learning that or even just in the brothels that not all girls are the same not all men want the exact same thing there's something for everyone and bodies are being different bodies are being more normalized than they have ever been kind of circling back to um, when I was talking about like eating disorder and I was worried about like the feedback I would receive um, as I, so my eating disorder causes me to be underweight. I want to be as like unspecific as possible so as to not trigger anybody. Um, But weight restoration is a part of it. So my body is going to change um, and it's not going to be drastic. It's going to feel drastic to me, but it's not going to be drastic. But I'm like in the back of my head, I'm worried for the comments that are like, oh, you look different now. Or like, I don't like this as much. Or like, I don't fit into, you know, whatever specific like thing that that people who like initially subscribe to me enjoy or like want to see. And so, um, so that can be a real hang up too. Um, I think for recovery and for uh all of it yeah i don't know it's 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 tricky it's scary for anyone to change even a little bit about themselves like even a hair color that Mm -hmm. can be like oh someone doesn't like a redhead oh no i just changed my hair to red are they gonna unsubscribe or for me because i do have two kids and I got bigger. I'm and I do want to lose weight. I want to be a thick girl still. I do like that aspect, but mm-hmm. I want to tone things and I'm scared that if I lose weight, people are going to be like, "Oh, well, I don't like you this way." It's the same on both ends of the spectrum. Yes. And I think that's scary for everyone and it needs to be normalized that it's okay. Well, and that you body to work- change um either through like I mean like an eating disorder or having a child or aging. I mean, like literally all of these things, like your body's going to change probably pretty drastically over the course of your life. And like, not to sound super cliche, but I'm going to do it. All bodies are beautiful, (laughs) legitimately. Like what they do for you is more important than what they look like. Um, For me, it's not necessarily like, I love, so many different body shapes and for me I can say oh yeah that person's really kind of cute and then when I get to know them and know their personality then it for me in my mind it clicks that god damn they're hot yeah (laughs) 
Um, pretty, pretty hard same on that one. Um, I like the brain more than the body. I think but bodies are also nice. So it's, I don't know, it's a little bit of both. Is. That's why I'm, I'm pansexual. So it, for me, it's like, you, whatever's in your pants, I'll probably fuck. I don't care. That's not a big deal to me. It's more of, are you a good person? And am I sexually attracted to just like appearances? I do have to, you know, be a little bit of sexually attracted, but once I get to know you, somehow you get more sexy to me. Absolutely. So. <laughs> oh no, someone can make me laugh. It's like, then I'm horny. Right. Like that's, that's just the way that it goes. You hear that, listeners? So slide into Willa's OnlyFans message with like a joke. Start there. Or Twitter. or Yeah, or if it's like a video of like you falling down but not hurting yourself because I don't want to see that. That would make me sad. But like. Or talk about video games. That'll get her into it too. Absolutely. Or Or books. Oh, God. Anything Star Trek, especially Deep Space Nine. I like that. It's not my favorite, but it's one of. Like, I didn't like the very first season. It it was hard for me to get into once I got past that. I love the ending. Like, yes. towards the end was great. But I think my favorite... Okay, I Next Gen is number one just because it's just perfect. But at the same time, <laughs> it's very controversial. I love Voyager. I also really like Voyager. Um, I think that Janeway got a bad reputation um, because... I think it's misogyny. I really do. Because I think she did like a really good job as a captain. Yeah, 100%. And she's an amazing actress. Um, God, I can't think of her name. But, uh, oh, Kate Mulgrew. Yeah, she's an amazing actress. Um, And then I feel like the supporting cast was really good. Uh, Except for Neelix. is my favorite. Um, I hated Kess. Kess kind of sucked. She she wasn't on it for very long. She did. She had the worst outing. I hated it. Like, there's no point to this character being there after that. Or through that because of the end. Like, it made no sense to me. My two dogs are named after Star Trek characters, and one of them is Seven of Nine. So I 100% support Voyager. Um, And the other one is Luke from, you know, Jean-Luc Picard. But calling him Jean-Luc Picard every time I wanted to get his attention would be obscene. Um, <laughs> but oh, and the emergency medical hologram uh, is also. Oh, I love the doctor. So good. Uh, and I, he's such I an think asshole. I, you have to love. Oh right, oh, he's so fun. But he like he wants so desperately to like sing opera and like I just oh man I could talk about Star Trek for days. So yeah, slide into my DMs talking about Star Trek. That's like that's what I do on cam most of the time is like talk about that. So. Or The Mandalorian, because I've been watching that. Oof, I just watched the newest episode of The Mandalorian. I just did too, right before this. That was, uh, no no spoilers for anyone listening. But, no spoilers, uh, but it was good. And no, That one was, uh, it was, it was a very interesting one. <laughs> it was, and it felt kind of like a different vibe, and I was digging it. All right, guys, so I think we are going to wrap this up. We're... At about an hour once I edit a couple things out. Uh, so thank you, Willa and Kenzie, as always, for coming in. And as always, you can find all of Willa's links uh, in the show notes. Those will all be there if you want to get in touch with her. I love her OnlyFans. I'm one of her subscribers, just subscribed recently. It's and not just because of the show. I, I absolutely enjoy her content. It 
Aww, it's a you. smile on my face a lot of times too, which is is something that's a little bit rarer on OnlyFans. Like, yes, everything turns me on, but <laughs> getting to, getting to smile and laugh at some of the videos is always nice too. So that's that's a big thing. Uh, Kenzie, you can find her links below too. She's uh, Twitter OnlyFans. Uh, she's got a couple more stuff on her link, not link tree. It's the other one, right? All my links. All my links. All my links. Kenzie's got on all my links that you can find too, so you can check both of those. Uh, very last thing is there's the show Patreon. I don't expect anyone to donate to it right now just because uh, with COVID and everything going on and now the holidays too. Uh, spend that money on yourself. You don't You don't get to spend that money on us. We're, we're going to do this podcast for a while. We're going to keep doing it. Um, I don't think Kenzie has any plans on stopping. I certainly don't. And uh, hopefully we'll have Willa back on again. Maybe we'll Maybe we'll get that D and D game up and running sometime soon, and we'll we'll get just a bunch of guests on to play like a single, single one shot campaign that'll that'll break up into four or five episodes. That would be incredible. So uh, thank you, Willa. Thank you, Kenzie, and uh, say goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was our pleasure. <laughs>